Uh, let's talk about this phone, what Marco just told us. Oh, my God. Yeah. So apparently. Okay, Marco, you tell it because you tell it. Yeah. <laughs> about the, the selfie, lens and the, the phone, selfie. the selfie thing. Yeah. So I just learned from my creative director, who's got a very extensive background in photography, videography, that the lenses on our phones are wide angle lenses. <laughs> so by definition, every selfie that we take... <laughs> is distorted y'all see I'm, see instantly five and that's why we lighter. use them filters because it's not us it ain't us when we take a photo i can't look at a photo too long i'm not kidding you i literally will go through this mental like outrage of like <laughs> the only thing what? i notice is when i smile i have that one lazy eye i think yeah. everybody has that because if you also look at a picture long enough i'm like are my eyes even level with each other it's like one's drooped totally. i'm like what's 100%. going on and yeah. then i post it anyway <laughs> you know, it's fine. Somebody validate me, make me feel you know, better. It's it's the beauty of asymmetry. Honestly. Yeah, right. And this is like, yeah, this is what we're going to talk about. Is um, it and in the aesthetic world, well, it's just not a thing. It's really hard to explain to people that they're everybody's face is asymmetrical, and so you have people come in and they sit in your chair and they want us completely symmetrical. And you can only do so much. And then yeah. they want to wonder why this side looks like, you know, it just is nobody has a symmetrical I face. I definitely have two sides of my face and it's not just because I'm a Gemini. But I'm bump. Got him. We're just two boss babes paving the way. And all we got to say is don't call us pretty. Hey, you guys, welcome back. This is Missy with the Don't Call Us Pretty podcast. <laughs> Stop it. Just quit going in I like you're going to say your just name. breathing. <laughs> she breathed towards the mic. I think you're going to talk. Okay. And I'm here with my co-host. You already know. Nicola. God. At this point, I think it's funny because it's like, it's, she, I'm so bad at this she part. She starts like she's going to say something. So then I pause. And I just get really silent, nervous. And like, it's awkward. <laughs> like she forgets her name. <laughs> And we're here with our guest who probably thinks we're crazy. Yeah, we are. Um, Mr. Marco. Hey, guys. Welcome. (laughs) So, Marco, you tell us. So, I know you, but Nicola does not know you. Our listeners do not know you. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about who you are and what What you you do. do. Yeah. So, I am the founder and executive producer of Aesthetic Influencers. Aesthetic Influencers is the first and only video interview show devoted to exploring the world of medical aesthetics. And the relationship between inner and outer beauty. We just launched in early December. I went to his launch party, you guys. And it was really nice because I don't get to make it to all the um, events and trainings all the time to that are in the med spa industry. And so it was nice because he had so many familiar faces. He has you haven't been like here very. Did you come from California? Yeah, Tell so me, I'm okay. originally from L.A. Okay. Yeah, that's don't, what I don't hold that against me. <laughs> it's fine. So L.A. and San Francisco is like a double whammy. Um, and But I've been in the aesthetic business for over 12 years now, and I've been in Texas for seven. I okay. was in San Antonio for a year, and I've been here in DFW for uh, uh, six years now. Okay. And it was nice because I got to see a lot of familiar faces um, in the industry that I don't see too often. And we got to come together and explore this new platform that he's bringing to our world, which is to me, I think the first of its kind um, it is. to really have a platform that it kind of bridges the gap between providers and consumer and 
talks about taboo topics because unfortunately some of these things um, in the aesthetic world are still kind of tab- taboo. Right. Even though they're talked about and they're a little bit more known than they were 10 mm-hmm. years ago, it's still, there's so many things out there that you see on Instagram and TikTok and, you know, I'll get messages randomly on, can you do this pixie nose thing? And there's all these like little names yeah. for it now. And so um, his platform, I'm really excited to for it to come to light and for this to kind of change the the pathway of that. So tell us a little bit more about it. Well, side note, oh, because on. prior to you going this avenue, what were you doing in aesthetics prior? Were you in aesthetics or? I was not. Oh. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. What were you doing prior? So prior to 2010, mm-hmm. I was actually working for a number of startups mm-hmm. where the focus was on small business development. And ironically enough, and and you all know this as successful entrepreneurs, right? Small business is is very very challenging, mm-hmm. and so I was ironically struggling to actually even pay my my own bills. And I had a, a a wife who had health issues and a young son who had health issues, actually a baby son at the time. Um, and then I saw that there was an opening for a rep position serving Allergan, who's the maker of Botox. Mm-hmm. And I read the description. I went, oh my gosh, I, I can do this. So I called up my friend, uh, my former uh, college roommate. Actually, we're co-valedictorians in college, too. And uh, he had been with Allergan for a number of years. I said, hey, man, I'm reading this job description. I think I can do this. And he goes, man, you know, I love you, but I have friends and family reaching out to me all the time because everyone yeah. wants this job. Of course. Big pharma company job. Right. Absolutely. And selling Botox, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you're a fun just, part of the big oh pharma. <laughs> kind of like living the dream. Yeah. It really is. It's like living the dream. So he goes, you know, <laughs> like you don't even have like farm team experience, right? You haven't been like in a pharmaceutical company. You, this is like a totally different thing for you. So I have to like put you through the ringer and I'm going to interview you first. And so <laughs> Long story short, 10 interviews and three months later, oh I got gosh. the job. Oh my God. Yes. That's <laughs> I could not. Okay. That's fabulous. Okay. Well, and amazing. I, I feel like that's what's me. Well, so okay, with Allergan having, well, just side note, just being in the industry and I, I get job alerts with Allergan and Galderma and stuff. Um, and I have for a long time, but usually they hire internally before they hire ex- exactly. from anyone from the outside. So they'll pull somebody from so. another department. It's like really, really hard to get in with these jobs. So, so you were a rep for how many years did you do that? Yeah. So I was with Allergan for about three years. Mm-hmm. And the way I got, I finally got the job was I convinced them that I said, look, cause their big thing was you don't know the science. You don't know how to talk to doctors. You know, this is a whole different world for you. And I said, look, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing though, like in my shadow trips that I've done with your team members as part of the interview process. And from my research, I can learn the science. I can learn how to sell your portfolio. I think what I bring to the table is I understand small business. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I've been doing. And yep. most of your accounts are small business owners. Yes. They're all doctors and right? firms and yeah, they are essentially considered small business owners. Yeah. So my pitch was I can help them grow their practices, connect with their patients, right. In a meaningful way. And the product portfolio will sell itself. Mm-hmm. And I was like crossing my fingers, hoping that that was, you know, that they were going to believe that and that it would be borne out. And actually that's exactly how it played out. It was amazing. Perfect. Perfect. So in that you were able to build relationships and learn the industry and learn, you know, kind of 
the gap that there is between consumer and even back, I mean, especially back then they didn't have the TikTok and the Instagram to, for no. consumers to learn. So they're walking in blind and sitting in, you know, providers chairs and not knowing what they need. And every, you know, Botox is a household name at this point, but it's just a toxin. And then there's other ones. And so then it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, you're the educator and you're teaching pr- practitioners how to educate their clients on it. So exactly. So getting into, um, so that's how you kind of segue there. What made you decide to get out of being a rep and further into what you're doing now? Yeah. Well, I, so I got recruited to leave Allergan and go to the tech space and in tech, it was specifically a position in marketing, which I had not done a formal marketing role before. Dang. Okay. And I was able to leave Allergan on very good terms. Um, and so I did that for a couple of years. That was great. I learned some really fantastic life and professional principles from that experience, but also tech is very volatile, mm-hmm. right? So for every like Facebook, there are like a thousand great tech companies that do not make it. Mm-mm. And so after a little bit of this volatility, and now I had another child, right? So now I had my son and my daughter, um, as things would happen, Galderma ended up getting the rights to Disport, Restylin and Sculptra here in the US and were building their first ever US sales force. And so they reached out to me and said, hey, we have an opportunity for you. It's a it's another rep position, but we're expanding very aggressively. We think you're going to be promoted really quickly. Can we move you to San Antonio? So they hired me and relocated me to San Antonio. And within a year, they promoted me to the home office, which is in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, there I grew in different roles, uh, eventually leading the whole, um, training the whole U.S. sales force um, and working on different brand advisory boards and so on. So it was it was a great experience. Wow. So getting out of working for the pharmaceutical companies and what, where did this passion for aesthetic influencers come from? Like Bridget. Yeah. How did you come across this passion and wanting to get more into that aspect of the beauty industry versus the pharmaceutical side? Yeah. Well, you know, my heartbeat is really all around storytelling and hearing patients and clients stories and mm. really that being like the focus of what we do, what's really like inspirational and aspirational. And so to answer your question, it all begins with the story um, of a conversation between me and my daughter when she was very young. And I was at uh, Galderma and I sold, you know, I was selling products similar to Botox at the time. And she asked me as little girls will do, you know, what does daddy do at work? And I had to think about it because, you know, I'm selling injectables, right? So how do you, how do you convey that to this little girl? So I gave it some thought and I told her, you know, daddy gets to help people feel a little happier and more beautiful in their own skin. And she liked that answer. Yeah, that's a good answer. Thank you very much. Yeah. I was pretty proud of that's, that yeah. answer. Um, and I meant it, right? And it was real and authentic. Absolutely. Um, but then she followed up with, am I beautiful? Right. And so, and right. And you, as a daughter, you want to hear, does your dad think you're beautiful? Right. If, he, if he's helping people become beautiful feel mm-hmm. how, or not become, but feel yeah. happy and more beautiful in their own skin. Right. And so, you know, at that point, my answer is immediate. Right. So I pick yeah. her up, hold her. And yeah. I'm like, honey, you are beautiful inside and out. Mm-hmm. And I meant that. And she was, and she is, and she's an amazing little 10 year old going on 25 um, <laughs> as we speak today. But um, that conversation for me really captures the essence of who I am and everything that I want to build with aesthetic influencers, which mm-hmm. is namely, what does it mean to be beautiful? And what does the balance and harmony of inner and outer beauty look like? Mm. Right. So the goal of the show and everything that we're doing 
is truly to empower women, men as well. We'll get to the men, you know, mm -hmm. as we continue to build out. Mm -hmm. But how can we empower men, uh, women rather, to really think through what does it mean to have to make the best aesthetic decisions for myself? Right. Right. Based on my principles, my priorities, mm -hmm. even my phase in life. Right. Because what we know when we look at the data in the industry for years, the industry has been talking about usually as like a way to pitch um, doctors that buy more of their product. Right. You know, Dr. Nicola, we know there are millions of women out there who are curious about cosmetic treatments. Mm -hmm. Right. And we also know they're concerned about looking fake. And so here's a great product that will give them a natural look and we're going to train you so that you can deliver a natural result, et cetera, et cetera. OK, mm -hmm. now all of that is true. Right. But there's also another part of that, which is they're not just concerned about looking fake. They're also concerned about becoming fake. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. They want to know women want to know how can I level up my look without mm -hmm. losing myself in the process. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. And, and I think that's taboo in the sense of that's the culture. That's what people have put. They think, oh, she does so many injectables in her face. She's fake she's got breast implants she's fake she's you know everything her she's got yeah, a hair fake. extension she's fake and it's not what's defining her as a person because no. she has hair extensions and a breast augmentation and filler in her lips that doesn't define her no. as a person it's what she does to make herself feel more comfortable and in her own skin um you know happy and confident but i think it, it's that stigma of society saying oh she's She's just all fake because it's fake things in her body or whatever. It's but it just... is sad because, I mean, to flip the script, I mean, then there are girls even that I know just in the influencer world that have gone too far over the edge. Yes. And I'm like, oh, my God, now you have like an identity crisis because it was someone that was so truly beautiful. Mm -hmm. And they're so like picking up on every detail of why they're not perfect. And it's like, but the but the but beauty is in imperfection. And like, so when you're so perfect, you've lost who you are. And so I, I, I understand like that resonates as far as like, it's, it is, it's like, it's a balance of both. Like you can do it in an exterior way and it can improve you, but only to a certain extent, have you gone too far over the edge that you're just like, Oh man. And now this is like a psychological thing to some women. And it's crazy. Some women have, there's a thing called body dysmorphia, which yeah. is a real, condition and it's unfortunate to see firsthand mm. come into the spas because it's, it's sad you know but it, it just is what it is but um sorry to interrupt i just was thinking like as you said that like i feel yeah. like it's um that whole women want to do this but then i often hear it you know well i my friends think if I do this, I'm going to, you know, look this way. Or my husband doesn't right. want me doing this because he doesn't want me to look like so-and-so. And it's just like, you know, I think it all comes down to education. Absolutely. And, and, and the technique of who's doing it. That too. I mean, there's, there's educating your patient and having a clear consultation to figure out what it is and letting them know there are ways to achieve softer results and more natural results, which is only adding volume to where they once had, but no longer have due to natural aging. And so, um, I think this is, sorry, I think this is really good that what he's yeah. doing to help kind of bridge that gap. And thank you. I just want to point out too, how cool it is that the both of you organically in this conversation really raised the points of, let's call them like the two poles, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, Missy, I think you very rightly pointed out, Hey, 
this is not all bad, Mm-mm. right? We Mm-mm. can't just vilify aesthetic treatments, right? And, right? and there is an extreme side, right, of the spectrum that represents that pole. And then likewise, you, Nicola, talking mm-hmm. about, yeah, well, let's also discuss that beauty is more than skin deep, though, right? right? There's right. more than just your outward appearance. And if you are not doing that inner work, mm-hmm. right, the soul work, I like to call it, mm-hmm. then you may be pursuing you know, these surface issues where, you, you know, it, it, it really, it's a soul issue. Right. Right. And you're never going to actually achieve what you're looking for because it's not, it isn't just bigger lips or right. that's not gonna fuller fix that cheekbones. Problem. Like right. it won't ever be what you want it to be because that's just not what the problem is. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So. so aesthetic influencers is really designed. Um, there are a number of solutions that we're able to, pr- to provide for the mm. marketplace all at once. The core solution, um, the core offering is for our viewers to be able to watch these interviews, both the clips that we produce as well as the long, longer form interviews that we'll be producing or showcasing on YouTube and be able to empathize through these stories and to see, oh, yes, I'm educating myself, mm-hmm. right, whether this particular procedure or treatment is right for me mm-hmm. or maybe even right for me at this time or this phase in my life, right, to be able to dynamically think through all these different factors to make the best decision for themselves, mm-hmm. right? And then likewise, to create a space where women and providers can talk about all these things in in the kind of way that can only come up when you're having like 45-minute conversations, right? Right. You know, when we typically will do these provider-patient interviews, um, which are very patient-centric, you know, what we do is we, we say that we showcase provider expertise and, and the benefits of their products by sharing the real stories of their patients. So these aren't commercials. Right. They they can shed um, providers, show providers and their products and devices in a very positive light. Right. So they can serve a, com- a commercial end. But it's really about that personal journey, like that real authentic journey of mm-hmm. here's how I grew up. Here's what my life was like. Here's how I thought about what beauty was. Right. Good, bad or indifferent. Mm-hmm. And how this has 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 impacted my life. Right. What the whole experience was like. And what the results have been in some anticipated and surprising ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that, um, again, this is like kind of the first thing out on the market that really showcases what as providers we do in our rooms, you know, it's behind closed doors in a sense, these consultations that come in and these hours that we spend with this patient and they will give you their whole life story and then some, and then you're trying to, as a provider, listen to what they're saying they need or they don't like about themselves physically. But oftentimes you'll hear little clues and little things. My husband says this or mm. my it's girlfriend's like the text of right, the text of what right, they're saying. Where it's leading mm. them to be in your chair right now <clears throat> mm-hmm. and hearing that story or they're going through a divorce or they just got out of a bad breakup or they're dating a much younger person. Mm-hmm. And there's these things that little keywords essentially that as a provider if you're good you're listening for to figure out words right what what band-aid is she trying to use this to cover Mm. and where where can i guide her to where she still feels like herself because she's not doing this for herself at this point in time or she truly is you know it's kind of those things that um i think people because it is so face value cosmetic you know on the outside to enhance people don't understand what it does for people or why people do it for internal reasons. Um, you know, whether it's 
being insecure about a gummy smile and how we address mm-hmm. something like that. That's been an insecurity since grade school for somebody, or, you know, it's just this platform I think is going to be something really amazing to be able to shed that light publicly on what these conversations, these real conversations that happen behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, being able to bring some of the top providers in, in DFW or wherever, I don't know if you plan to expand it's around the country. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, um, Cause you'll also um, imagine find that these questions and these conversations are handled differently amongst, you know, different providers and they, mm-hmm. they really are. In fact, you know, to, to be very frank, um, this, what we do is not for everyone. There are some providers that they just don't care about <laughs> what it means to balance inner and outer beauty or to be proactive right. in terms of identifying potential body dysmorphia or, mm-hmm. you know, or deeper issues. Um, and I would, I would say that, you know, I, I, I respectfully disagree, but I also to a point understand where they're coming from, as long as they're not doing anything that's blatantly irresponsible on behalf of the patient and at least fulfilling the, the basics of the Hippocratic oath. But, um, we're really looking for providers who our vision and our mission really resonates with. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when you meet, and, and we've already done now 23, 25 shows, um, and when you meet providers like that and their patients, there's magic that happens in these interviews, right? People are crying and hugging and laughing because you're dealing with the whole person, mm-hmm. right? You're really discussing how a patient feels about themselves mm-hmm. and what it means to look and feel your best. And that dynamic, right, between your outer beauty and your inner beauty, which is it's very mysterious and magical and dynamic. I could keep saying that word because right. it is, right? It's not a static situation. Mm-hmm. But one thing that we have found that's extremely helpful for our viewers and the providers we work with, which I think has actually been the maybe arguably the most fun um, thing that's um, arisen so far from the business is that early on, so we've been building this for over a year. Mm-hmm. And early on in our research, what came out is that women want a hero persona to identify with, to aspire to, to measure themselves by. And so we tested out a couple things and we en- ended up creating this persona, which has been really well received. And it's the Bianca woman. So Bianca is an acronym and um, B, so it stands for a woman who's pursuing beauty, intelligent decision-making, mm-hmm. attractiveness, which includes sexual attractiveness, but goes deeper than that mm-hmm. and noble character attributes. So the virtues, right? Mm-hmm. The truthfulness, patience, kindness, uh, you know, perseverance, forgiveness, right? Those things, humility. So beauty, intelligent decision-making, attractiveness, and noble character attributes, Bianca. I love it. You love that? I love that. Thank yeah. you. I love that. That's... I heard that story at his, um, I heard him talk about that at the event that he hosted at the launch. And, yeah. Um, I was like, that's honestly, it's really good. Yeah. As women, we want to be, we often spend time being business owners or moms and we don't take the time to focus on ourselves. So when we sit down and we consider doing a, an aesthetic treatment or any treatment that's going to change our appearance or whatever the case may be, it's almost like we don't know where was I going with this? It's, it's like, you, you, you know, you want to do it, you know, you need to do it, right. but you don't really know like I guess why or what what you're expecting to achieve. I guess I mean we that's so much time thinking about other people's needs that when we sit down to address one of ours, it's almost like where do I? And I often hear that people sitting in your chair and they're like, "Where do I, I don't even know where to begin? I need it all." And then it's <laughs> like that's that's honestly I hear that 
so many times a week. I need it all. I need all the things. And it's like, well, let's, let's backtrack a little bit somewhere. Um, And that's where, you know, you create a treatment plan and it really is like a, and it may be something where this woman's and it's, that's happened too. They sit in your chair and their man has just cheated with somebody Mm. 20 years younger and all they do is cry. And it's almost like, you're not here. You're here because you think you need to change yourself, but you're not really here for that. Like you, you need to heal from this right. before you go altering your appearance for yes. what you think that you need to be doing. Right. Um, so I think that, you know, there's stigma in this industry. There are injectors to go kind of backtrack to that. There are injectors out there that just inject for the money. Let's you know? be frank. Right. I mean, it is what it is. Right. Put 10,000 syringes in your face because they're or plastic in, surgeons. Same yes, thing. Yes. Yeah. Do things that aren't needed um, just for the money. And they aren't thinking about, what's really bringing this patient Mm. here or, uh, you know, if the patient uh, kind of doing it in steps, coming up with a treatment plan, not everything has to be done in one sitting to achieve a result. Um, Mm -mm. and it shouldn't be done that way. You know, health wise, you have to think about, you know, medically, is it okay for the tissue and you know, all these things. But, um, I think I like that your, your program is going to be more geared towards you know, providers who are doing this more for helping to build confidence and within the patient that cares about that and not just like there to make a quick buck. Thank you, Missy. And, you know, and, and the good thing is that the vast majority of providers really do care about their patients. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've, I've been in this business as I said, for, for over 12 years and I, I'm hard pressed to think of more than like two handfuls of plastics, derms, uh, nurse injectors that I would say are just, they just care about the money. Mm-hmm. The vast majority are really good people mm-hmm. and they, you know, they cry over their patients and their patients cry over them. Like just the love and the trust that they have for each other is something that's really beautiful. Um, but what I found is that those that, that are in that small minority just don't want to work with us, yeah. which is fine. Right. So they sort of self self-screen them, you know? Right. They see themselves out. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. Um, they, they don't feel that they need to be part of this story. Mm-hmm. And really what I would call and what I would hope would become was, is a movement, mm-hmm. a movement around what it means to, to a movement around living in harmony, pursuing this dynamic balance and integration. Or I have a friend who's a sex therapist uses the word congruence, mm-hmm. right? Living in this ongoing congruence between our inner and outer selves, right? As we continue to try to be our best self each and every day, week, month, year, Mm -hmm. right? And so the Bianca persona ties into that um, almost like a counterpoint to the Karen, right? (laughs) You know, it's, it's a, it's a, kind of a crappy thing that if I say, oh my gosh, she's such a Karen, like you already know exactly what I mean, right? right. It's totally negative. And I, I, I never use that. I mean, we all know dear friends that are named Karen, (laughs) right? And they got the raw end of that deal, (laughs) you know, but I would love for it it to be a movement and I'm already hearing it a little bit, which is super exciting because we literally launched like in early December and Mm -hmm. we're in like mid February right now. But, um, I would love for it to be like, oh my gosh, Nicola, such a Bianca. I love that. Right? Mm -hmm. That's fun. And our (laughs) listeners. I mean, a lot of our listeners are powerful, driven, and inspiring. And we've gotten to meet them at events that we've done. And it's nice. Absolutely. You know, it's one thing when they, you know, send us a DM or comment to something. But then when we get to meet them face to face, and then they like, will keep up with what's going on in our lives. And it's so like, and, and vice versa, you know, I... There's one girl in particular that comes to mind. Thing. Oh my god! Um, and she's, you know, super sweet. We met her at an event in person, and she has been on this 
health journey to get her yeah. weight under control and mm. and to feel better about herself and get her health under control. And so, you know, I'll cheer her on when she posts her little progression photos. Yeah. And it's just building that community of like just empowerment not just, of that. Yeah, you know? Just empowering women <clears throat> feeling good and looking good and whatever that may be, whether it is, you know, getting their health under control or whether it's just doing aesthetic procedures or even plastic surgery. You know, I'm, I'm not anti-plastic surgery. Mm-mm. I think, you know, it's kind of like right. with aesthetics. It's, yeah. there's a threshold. There is I such agree. a thing as too much. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's hard when there's shows out there like botch, which are mm-hmm. I love the show, but you know, I think it's like, if that's all you're seeing, then it, it makes people think this is what plastic surgery right. is. It gives yeah. you that is, stigma that, right. it, oh my gosh, don't go get anything done. Right. You're gonna this get is what you're going to look like. Um, totally. Totally. Yeah. There's a guy, yeah. um, a, a dear friend of mine who's in the business on the manufacturer side. And he's like, dude, you're going to blow this thing up so wide, like talking about all these crazy stories and, you know, pr- procedures gone wrong. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That, that's not like no. what we're doing at like, all. That's actually right. the furthest thing that we're doing. It, with we're talking about good experiences. experiences. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Trying to not scare people to let them know right. these is- things are okay and they're okay to, and there are natural results and there's, you know, I do as, so I know this is all like aesthetic, but like you said, you have a sex therapist friends. Are you guys going to incorporate, um, like inner body wellness as an aspect yes. of the show or? Yeah. Thanks for asking. So mm. yeah, very much so. So, um, as among the, um, the 20, 25 shows that we've done so far, we've done, I think six with sex therapists mm-hmm. and, um, a trauma coach. Oh, I love that. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it was, those were great, great interviews, really powerful. And they've all had aesthetics. They're all mm. familiar with aesthetics, right? right? So it all talked about, um, they talked about these issues of inner and outer beauty and how aesthetics play into that. Um, right now, so we are on Instagram and that really is our advertising platform mm-hmm. for the service that we provide to aesthetic practices and manufacturers, mm-hmm. right? So these short form video clips that we produce from these longer form Mm -hmm. interviews. When we launch our YouTube channel in the summer, Mm -hmm. we, I will be able to spend time interviewing um, men and women like yourselves, right? Um, Where we'll be able to dig more deeply into what it means to like become a Bianca, right? And so Mm -hmm. just, just those acronyms, like that's enough. Like there is so much you can can dig. Oh my goodness, right? So we'll continue to like really live into interviewing sex therapists, marriage, mm-hmm. family counselors, trauma coaches, influencers, right? Mm-hmm. In, in the beauty and aesthetic world, mm-hmm. really delving into what does it mean to, to be a beautiful person, to live a beautiful life. Right. right. I love and that. And have like a healthy balance so of everything. Mm-hmm. As a provider, if somebody wants to, somebody listening to the show, cause I know I have some of my injector friends out there that listen to the show, um, and med spa friends. So if they want to partake in your program or get your services, how can they, what's the best way to yeah. go and getting in contact with you for that? Yeah. So the show right now on Instagram is on, um, uh, at aesthetic influencers underscore show. Mm-hmm. So at aesthetic influencers show. We'll tag it on. Yeah. And the best way is to DM me. Okay. Yeah, we'll probably be launching our website in maybe two or three months, but that's that just really has not been our focus. Mm-hmm. Right. And things have been so dynamic just for our business with the amount of interest that we're getting. Like we're already actually actively interviewing for a second production unit. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. A, a lot of really great things have been coming together because what I'm finding is that to your earlier point, 
and, and this is borne out by my research when I first started thinking about starting my own company, there is nothing like this. No. Right. There never has been. And people are hungry to be mm -hmm. a part of this. Right. Um, and, you know, I had I've had a few people in the business ask me, you know, are like, what about competition? Like, are you concerned about that? Because if you think about it, what we do is not extraordinarily hard to replicate. Right. right. I mean, and, and my answer has always been. I, I don't see it as competition. Like I help more people jump into this mm -hmm. and begin to share. There Expand are a hundred million stories that can be shared. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Right. Let's all be a part of this. Mm -hmm. Um, because I've and I've experienced what it what it's like to be on the other side of the table, not as a provider, but after I left Galderma after five years. It was to work with Orange Twist as a mm. sales director there, which is a national med spa chain. Yeah. Okay. They have uh, one here in Fort okay. Worth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I've worked for a couple of corporate med spas. So mm. I know what it's like being on both sides of that table, working for the biggest manufacturers in the country, as well as a couple of, of big corporate med spas. Um, and I also sit on the industry insiders board at realself.com. Oh, so, yeah. you know, I'm actively engaged in mm -hmm. like all aspects of the business and really, you know, connected to where consumers are at and where their questions are. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's easy for providers to to get in touch with us. Awesome. And, and I would just encourage them to, uh, yeah. you know, really live into this. Yeah. Well, and I think as I've noticed being in the I've been in the med spa industry for 11 years now. Um, and so since 2000. I don't know if my math's right, but since 2009. And so um, started as an esthetician, then laser tech, and then became an injector. And so um, it's changed so much in the sense of like, I hear it all the time. You know, there's these nurses are trying to get into it a lot more now as mm -hmm. in, or mm -hmm. on the injector standpoint. Right. Um, because, you know, they're finding that this is a more of a nine to five type of business being an injector or working in a med spa and you don't have crazy hospital hours, but they aren't versed in, in the med spa as a whole. And so right. they're coming in and they're like, Oh, I want to get trained on injections. And how do I do that? And even from a training standpoint, there's not a lot, you know, you have your NLI, which is a chain, you know, you have a couple of places, but even then it's so basic. It's hard. Mm -hmm. I feel like even, and I, I don't know if you've heard about this, but I do know of somebody who um, I won't say names because I don't know if I'm supposed to or not is bringing a, a bigger training platform to DFW where it will be as like, say, if I wanted to go rent the space and host a training there as a provider, I could. Um, they'll have all laser equipment, injectables wow. provided, and you basically pay to rent for the day or the week or whatever. Um, so I think that they're trying to because there is a need, especially here in DFW for education in the field. Yes. And I, you know, there's not other than this one or two, maybe DFW schools, you know, people want to get in the industry. It's thriving. It's growing. It's, you know, you, all these young, beautiful girls are like, I want to do this. I want to do this. Where do right. I go? How do I get trained? And there's just not a lot of that. And there's not a lot of education. Mm -hmm. And I feel like something like your platform and would be as once they get the education and they start injecting and they're trying to build their brand because at the end of the day as injectors even though we work for med spas we still brand ourselves exactly um our talent as an injector and so your platform would be great for them to not only start the education process while they're going through school to hear these stories and to to educate themselves that way but um to be able to pay for your services and help promote their their branding mm -hmm. as an injector or provider i guess um 
but because there's a lack of it. There's a lack of it here in DFW to like a big lack of of education. Missy, I totally agree. In it's fact, bad. I would say that that lack is really everywhere. Is it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just know the DFW, um, you know, area, but yeah, it's just, it's hard. You know, I guess it's, Macy, I don't know if it's a trade school thing, you know, like as you go to hair school, but you yeah. learn what you learn mostly being out in the field. Exactly. You know, you're going to learn a lot of that, which is where I think your platform comes in to play is because these are real stories and what, what real life consultations are going to look like. Um, if they were standing in the room shadowing another provider um, so they can have that experience from home without actually starting their career yet. But I think when the career time starts, you know, they're going to be busy learning that they need something like this to help brand themselves as right. individuals and brand their med spa or whatever. So thank you. Uh, I, I agree. And actually due to, and this sounds like a sales pitch, like due to, you know, high demand, but it actually was, we, we had so many injectors reaching out to us. We're now offering training videos as well. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we'll well, that's also, all, that's yeah, amazing. Because we have a full-blown production and photography team. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we designed the business to be completely mobile. So we can go anywhere in the country mm -hmm. and we can also fly providers um, and their patients to Dallas as well. So yeah. both for the aesthetic influencers mm -hmm. uh, shows as well for injector training, because mm -hmm. this is an yeah. issue all around the world. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly in the U.S. as the number one aesthetic market that there's there's not enough training. Right. And tied into that, there's not enough practice. So mm -hmm. aside from attending a training, right, yeah. you've got to build in right time to practice with those patients and get the right results and mm -hmm. outcomes. And even at that point, we've only dealt with the physical aspect of it, mm -hmm. right? The actual products and administration and mm -hmm. preparation, et cetera. We haven't even touched on the psychosocial dynamic there, mm -hmm. right? Where's the training for that? Mm -hmm. Right. Because right? we're basically therapists. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but even to speak on that, the training that's available through the manufacturers of these products are all on-label trainings. Right. So there's right. not only is there a lack of training in general, but there's a lack of training for off-label things that are that everybody's doing. I mean, you know, it's being done. Obviously, they're posting about it. But um, you're not getting that training professional training mm -hmm. through the manufacturer mm -hmm. because they can only stay on label with these trainings at the trainings. Um, so you're having to seek out friends in the industry that will, are willing to train you or courses that are willing to train you on off label things like, you know, that are being done and people are coming and sitting in your chair asking for them, you know, but if you can't find the training for this one thing, you know, noses are really big whatever right now, but, um, yes. the pixie nose thing, we'll just use as an example. Okay. It's like became a little hit thing a couple of years ago. Everyone wanted it. I didn't personally love it, but no, it sounds no. kind of cute though. Okay. <sighs> okay. That's fine. Like a cute pixie um, cut. I don't know. Like I'm, like, I'm like, it's like a little, and not Tinkerbell that it's a hard thing to do, but it's extremely off label. And unless you know somebody that's going to teach you how to do that, I mean, you don't want to be learning through YouTube on how you to do You can learn on things. my face. <laughs> I can not with her. Anyway, we're done on that note. Well, and I saw Missy, I saw the episode you guys did where you talked about on label, off label. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you like me to describe that for this show or do you want to describe that? For you can go ahead. Yeah, no, you go ahead. Okay. So on label, off label, all that means on label means that a clinical trial has been done with FDA mm -hmm. for. Uh, with a very specific protocol for how this particular product or device or procedure should be used. So uh, we used such volume in such area mm -hmm. over this amount of time, right? So it's very, very specific. 
and FDA says, yes, you met these guidelines. You followed the rules. You followed the rules and you were able to show that you got X level of improvement, right? Based on what you were trying to accomplish. Great. So we're going to give you the label for that. Mm -hmm. And so then the manufacturers can go and actively market to that. Mm -hmm. Off-label, to Missy's point, is everything else. So you're looking to Missy and other licensed healthcare professionals to, mm -hmm. to bring in their own expertise Tips and, and artistry, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're, they're, cause they're blending the art and science of it all to go off the label and oh, we're going to try this. We're going to do this, right? We're going to sculpt, et cetera. Mm -hmm. That's all that that means. Mm -hmm. But to, to your point, right? The manufacturers by law can only train on label because that's what they got FDA approved for, mm -hmm. which is great. Like you need to know, like, don't, don't get us wrong. You need to know how to dribble right, really yes. well before you can like, Mm -hmm. You know, slam those three pointers, right? Like mm -hmm. Steph Curry does. Mm -hmm. So I don't want you, like, if you're still learning how to dribble, don't do any three pointers, right? right. On my face. Right. Right. As a new injector, you stay on label. But mm -hmm. it's, and it even comes to like not only with areas, but mixing, like placing products. So for example, on label might be this particular filler mm -hmm. is used in this particular place on the face. And that right. is all it is cleared to do. So for example, Botox, when it first came out, it was only cleared to treat the 11 lines, the middle brow. Yes. Right. Obviously we use Botox in many other areas. Those That's are right. all considered <laughs> off label. Correct. Oh. It can achieve a purpose and it can do what mm. it needs to do, but the FDA only cleared it to be used in certain areas or muscles on the face. And I think this is a really important point to make too, that FDA actually needs, let me rephrase that. The market looks to and depends on providers like yourself to develop these off-label insights and techniques and results mm -hmm. because then the manufacturers go, oh, wow, look. It yeah. can right? be used here. This right. is an it amazing result. Right. right. And yeah. so then it says to them, oh, there's a, there's a commercial justification for us, right, to mm -hmm. spend the mega bucks that are required for an on-label pivotal trial with FDA mm -hmm. to go ahead and pursue that, right? And so that's why we've seen Allergan spend the money mm -hmm. to get new label indications for Botox, not just here in the 11 frown lines, but in the crow's feed, mm -hmm. right, and so on and so forth, mm -hmm. because they're saying there's a market for this. Now we want to be able to support it with marketing budget for our providers. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a I see it as a very healthy dynamic, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, it is practitioners being artists and trying different things, using different products in different areas of the face to come to these results, which would drive a company so big to be able to say, okay, we can't put this product here safely and it does well. It settles well. There's no complications. It's okay. Um, but it takes trial and error and doing it. And sometimes new products launch and they are, launch for a specific area. And then six months later, injectors won't use it because there are complications with it or whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, I think that, um, education in general, this brings a certain type of education to the market, but there definitely needs to be more. I like that you guys are going to do training videos because there Thank definitely you. needs to be more of that. Um, and even with the training videos provided by Allergan and Galderma, all on label trainings, they're not going to show you no. different 
right. off-label training. Exactly. Um, the, the training videos that we provide are, are requested by providers who essentially want to do two things. Number one, they want to scale their own businesses so that they can have a life, mm-hmm. right? So they want to bring in other providers under them. And, what, and that's across the board, not just with injectables. It could be, hey, here's our procedure and protocol for this, you know, fat burning or fat melting device, what have you, right? Mm-hmm. So number one, they can scale their business. And number two, um, they can offer growing um, a person-to-person training, right, for others who may not actually join their practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like this was so informative. I yeah. learned a lot, and I'm really, um, I'm hoping a lot of our listeners were l- not only learning, but I, I hope you guys feel a little bit more comfortable about some of these procedures and knowing that these videos are going to be out here yeah. for you guys to watch and learn. Insider and, insight. Yeah. I think consumers are so thirsty for knowledge, which is why mm-hmm. they take to Instagram and TikTok for mm-hmm. all these things. But that's not always a good thing. No. <laughs> Let's have like no. good videos for y'all to watch, please. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be coming in my chair asking for some bullshit. Can I have pixie nose? <laughs> yeah, I know. Honestly, I shouldn't even say anything for Nicola. You I've know my to ass is going to go home and look it up I now. know. I've had to talk her out of some things, y'all. Oopsies. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Marco. I appreciate it. You yes, guys. it was such a pleasure having you here. Thank you, Nicola. Um, thank you, Missy. We'll put his info in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And you guys be sure to like, follow, subscribe. And be sure to follow aesthetic influencers underscore show on Instagram to stay tuned with um, all the videos. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye you guys. Clip.